Club V is Cavan's best over 21's entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area, so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Moving on, uh, Kings Court Stars were looking to play their first round or also quarter final against Kiku in um, O'Reilly Park in Kings Court, but it looks like it's been torn down by Ulster Council. It's going to be a double header in Kings Court Park, Paul. Yeah, unfortunately, it is. It would have been great to see it in Kings Court, and I think it's I think it's sad because it doesn't encourage clubs to develop their grounds. Kings Court have a county grounds, and it's no it's of no benefit to them because they they. Um, they're not getting the whole Soros Club match, which is terrible. I know Cavan County Board pushed really hard for it, um, for Kingscourt, and Kingscourt themselves uh, pushed hard for it. But I I think that the, the, the Ulster Council bowed to Armagh a little bit. I, from what I've been told, Armagh uh, wanted, wanted Cross Midland to play in the athletic grounds, and I have a feeling that, that some pressure might have come on the Ulster Council that way. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's correct, or 100% correct, and that they, they sort of had to be even-handed across across it all, so that was the reason for it. I think Cavan County Board made a commitment that they'd have no problem stewarding the games um, if they were played in two venues, but I think the reason that was given was, was logistics. But it's, it's an awful pity because it, it, it takes away a bit of the beauty of the Ulster Club Championship. When you have a team that can that can have it on their home grounds, you know, when it's in Breffney, they host so many games, they all bleed into one, but when... Like I remember vividly Kingscourt's also club game in Kingscourt the last time because it was a unique occasion. So just a pity. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. I suppose when when you do win your your senior championship in your county and you're in the fortunate position to have a county grounds, surely they should be given the advantage, Michael. Oh, absolutely. And what's going to happen now is they're going to play in in Breffney, and we all know Breffney. It's brilliant when it's full, but if five six thousand people are there, it's not going to have the same. You know, and it won't have the colour of five or six no, thousand no, people. Two two thousand people down in Kingscourt would be would, great. It would be an unbelievable atmosphere compared to well, five, five years ago. Um, we got a letter into the cell from a lady from Donegal who who wrote in just to say thanks on behalf of her and her family. She travelled to Kingscourt and the amazing welcome that they got, and she said we made friends for life and our clubs are going to link up now and stuff. Like that. I don't know if it ever happened, but you know, it was a it was a really colourful day. It was brilliant. They, all these Donegal people coming there and they were welcome to Kingscourt. They were rolling our tea and stuff for them and it was probably what the GA is about instead now they're going to be brought into this as you say a soulless empty 25,000 seater stadium probably get beaten it's <laughs> <laughs> so a bit of positivity folks there's sunlight at the end of the tunnel here for balls <laughs> 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 the winter blues are setting in here Paul. <laughs> Jesus Christ Paul the future is blue <laughs> literally 
Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing. But then I suppose was the alternative, or was was it ever an option for Bally Hayes to go up and make it a double header in Kingscourt? Would that have been unfair on Bally Hayes? I suggested that to a couple of people, Damien, and I was like, that would be class. And also the fact that they were playing through Hamlet, it would be fairly yeah. fairly central as well. But anyone I said it, that was like, no, you couldn't do that. I even said it to John Brady, the Bally Hayes manager. And he, and he said, definitely no. Yeah, he said, oh, God, you couldn't do that. It wouldn't be fair on Bally Hayes, which it wouldn't. Yeah, in fairness, it wouldn't be, uh, there'd be no home advantage yeah. for Bally Hayes if it was in Kings Kingscourt. Might as well go and play it in the Hamlet. Yeah, that's it. You yeah. know, it is, but it's a shame too. And it, it's actually a, a real shame because at the same time as Kingscourt are playing Kilku, Templeport will be playing up in in Donegal. And, you know, there'll be people who maybe would go to see it if, there, if even the times were staggered or if it was physically possible. But, the time's been all 2.30 on that Sunday now. If it's a double header, obviously the intermediate is King going back to yeah. quarter to one. But, you know, I, I do think Cavan people would like to go out and support their winning clubs if they got the opportunity. Yeah, I, I'd love to see a big crowd turn up now in, in Breffney to see the double header. Because, uh, you know, okay, Kingscourt possibly are going to be backs against the wall. But we, we did speak about that earlier. Mightn't just, like, Kilku, people are saying, are uh, odds on favour because they beat Cross McLean, but Short memories are that game against Cross McLean last year. Cross McLean were well up. They were maybe 10 or 11 points up. They were, had a weakened team out because they'd been struck down with food poisoning. And then they had two men sent off. And once that happened, things changed around and Kilku came back into it and won the game. So, you know, they just mightn't be as strong as people think. You know, they could be there for the taking. Well, I haven't seen a whole pile of them, but... Um, if, any, if any Cavan club are going to do well in Ulster, I think it might be Kingsford. They do have that change your tune. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I, I was exaggerating that. I, I don't think they've, they'll be beaten, but it was all part of the general, general depression over losing their home venue. But I think they do have that swagger You're about back, the Kingsford. Yeah. You're back. <laughs> There's a smile on his face. Yeah. No, but I think they do have that swagger, and I do have a bit of pedigree from in Ulster in the club. Like they would have grown up listening to stories of getting to Ulster finals, club finals, and stuff like that. Mm. They were in a couple of Ulster club finals, and they had a lot of famous Ulster wins in the eighties against St. Gauls and Coal Island and teams like that. So there is that bit of history there, which no other Cavan club has. I did make the point last year that I felt had Kingscourt beaten Cavan Gales in the county final, they'd have bet Slock Neil after because it was Cavan Gales' fear of Slock Neil in the first half that, for me, in the end, bet them. But I don't think Kingscourt would have gone in fear in Slock Neil. You know, they, they, you know, again, we're, we're, we're backtracking on how we did a few podcasts. How many ago. years is it, Damien, did we work out the last day since the Cavan Club won a game? In yeah, that, it's in the senior. Yeah. Oh, it's six, is it? Six or six seven. Or seven. It? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a long time. And how many, how many in the other grades? But we can't buy a win in any grade lately. Um, last year was who? Um, Kurt Hill were beaten in the first round. No, Kurt Hill got a win. Sorry, because he'll got away and then they were beaten by the Monaghan champions yeah. in, in the semi. In fairness, intermediate's probably our best bet. Because yeah. Lacken got a win the year before. I have I've a, a funny feeling that Duhamlet are going to lose to Bally Hayes. Bally Hayes are going to win that game. Just think, Bally Hayes are... They, they, what they have is they have forwards. and At the intermediate level, you don't seem to see too many teams with forwards. Uh, that, that's provided Stephen Smith picked up an injury in that final whether it, if he's okay because Kevin Tierney did as well did he? Yeah, he do you remember that big shoulder he got from James Morris yeah. he, hurt, he got he, it was a dislocation or something mm, he was, there was something in a sling anyway and for know. he hasn't I, from what I've been told he hasn't trained since so um, that's that's worrying that's very worrying for Bally Hayes on top of that I, I've made this point before but they have a stag party this weekend um, in Letterkenny that one of the team is getting married in a few weeks' time and they're all going up to this stag party. So 
if if they all spend two days of this weekend drinking, I can't see them winning any game next weekend. Yeah, that's the sort of inside information you need when you're going to put on bets in these games. <laughs> I'm glad you told me that. I, I think Tampa Port have a good chance, even though they're away. Seemingly, the, the team they're playing from Dunf- Dun, uh, Jesus, what's the name of it? I can't remember the name of the village. It's between um, it's between Donegal Town and and Letterkenny, um, Dun Dun Kennelly or something. Go for it. Anyway. We call it Dun Kennelly. Dun Kennelly, we say, yeah, something like that. Couldn't understand the accent of the fellow that was telling me. But seemingly they're not as good as the the Oris team who won last year. Nave Alton is the name of the club. Oh, and right. they're not as good as the Oris team who won last year. They're to be a little bit behind them. They turn out to, they weren't supposed to be that great, but they turned out to be good enough because they beat Arpa. But I think Temple Port would be would be on the right chance there, Mick. Yeah, because they they have they've some uh, again forwards. They have forwards, and when you have forwards, especially as you go down the grades, the forwards stand up. You know, um, it's the difference in, in in winning matches and losing matches. Like every team. They're going to be all right, solid enough defensively if they win a championship. But it's the teams that have that quality up front are are, are going to push on. And uh, you know they have Galligan is a brilliant footballer and Kieran as well. Two outstanding young footballers, I think. Anyway, and Ben Kelly, Kelly. Yeah, absolutely mm. excellent. He can play anywhere. Looking, uh, just changing attention again. The draw for the Ulster Championship was made during the week there. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Cavan, I'm, I'm alright in saying for three years in a row now we've drawn our ma. Um, no, Mona last year. Sorry, you're right. Mon you're wrong again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my day. But uh, our ma in Kingsman Brefty Park. You know, for the sixth year. To, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, is it a good draw? Is it a bad draw, Michael? It's hard to call. It's very hard to call, is it? Um, like, our Mar did get promoted to Division Two this year, did they? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, look, th- okay. The year we beat them a couple of years ago, right? With the the year we beat them, that was a freak of a game. Okay, it it really was. They they set up, they tried they they tried to press high up the pitch, but they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't do it with any intensity, and net result was they were all over the place, completely exposed the back. And you have Martin Dunn going on to put the ball over the bar from all sorts of angles. I thought the following year, I had a feeling, and I wrote about it in the South, I just had a real bad feeling going up to it. I could see Armagh were going to play completely differently. They were going to set up defensively, they were going to win the game, and that turns out what they've done. Now, Armagh last year didn't kick on. They didn't, from what we had seen the previous year, like they put Dunning, brought Donegal to a point just before Donegal played Dublin. So they were operating at a, at a high level. McGinney had w- was there as a coach with Grimley that year and you could see they, they seemed to be making progress they had a very clear plan about what they were doing last year for whatever reason and maybe it's because they played in Division 3 but they were not at the pace of, of the things at all come the championship and they probably have a group of players that if they get enough quality games just simply by playing good teams they'll improve bit by bit by bit and get themselves back up to that last eight sort of standard I don't know if Cavan at the moment and they're talking about having uh 
shipped a fair few losses and people players not going back in. I don't know if Cavan have that same sort of quality in their panel at the moment. Uh, do you know like the the grapevine is saying there's a couple of players are, are retiring or not going back in. A lot of experience is being lost. So I just I just think it's maybe Cavan could have done <laughs> it's they could have done with a nicer draw. They could have done with getting Antrim or Fermanagh, I think, for one year just to get a championship win. Because in the last five or six years, they've only they've only won twice in the championship, right? Yeah. They have, yeah. yeah. In, in the Ulster Championship. Ulster yeah. Championship. The yeah. year they beat Armagh, they went on and beat Fermanagh, and then they lost to Manor. So they've only had two wins in the last six mm. years. And I know, like, it seemed a couple of years ago that they were starting off and rebuilding, but I think there's a bit of that too, maybe. There might just be at a... I have to look at another few years of starting. Well, you can't rebuild forever. That's I know, thing. I know. Well... And, you know, I, I did put it to Terry Hyland last year at the press night. I was like, you know, you've been pleading patience for a while now. Like, when when is the time? And he was like, the time is now. And I honestly felt I tipped him to beat Monaghan by a point, and you tipped Monaghan to beat Cavan by one point. I thought they played well that day. I thought they the did, manager yeah. did all the, all they could. But it's going to be so difficult in this Division 2 next year. It's a mini Ulster Championship. But, well, in but order for Cavan to reach an Ulster final, they have to beat three teams. Well, they'll have to beat two teams that they'll have played in the league already. In uh, Tyrone and Derry are on the other side of the the draw yeah. for, or on the same side as the draw as us and Armagh. So it's all it's four Division Two teams all on that side of the draw. Well, the elephant in the room, Damien, is I reckon a quarter of the best footballers that are worth the place on that panel are not on the, the Cavan panel at the minute. A quarter of the best thirty footballers in Cavan are not there. Again, this is speculation because oh, yeah. we don't know the current Cavan panel. We don't know the current Cavan panel, but we can we can guess from the makeup of the panel for this year. Like off the top of your head, if you were asked to name a list of the, the forty best footballers available to Cavan, you're going to have David Givney, you're going to have Eugene Keating, you're going to have Alan Clark, Declan McKernan, Kevin Tierney, Enda Hessen, Alan O'Mara. In my opinion, all of these fellas are definitely in the top forty footballers in Cavan, and, there, and there's more out there as well. And none of them are on the Cavan panel for one reason or another. And again, allegedly, because I'm hearing some of the names that you've mentioned, I'm hearing there. There's yeah, but I'm talking about the panel that did. That went to war this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, <coughs> if you took okay, Dublin or someone might be able to, to handle that sort of a an attrition rate on their panel, but not Cavan. Like mm-hmm. we're going, and the, what what's the reason for it? We don't know. And now we're hearing that there's some fellas coming back. Some fellas I'm hearing are, will definitely, definitely not come back. And other fellas we're hearing are leaving. Mm. So what's what do you think, Vicky? <laughs> <laughs> there's a few more Dude. names you could add to that list. From Paul's from blues are back. I had another name in my head there of, of another great player who's not on the panel. Like there's there's so many of them like. It's not Michael Hannon anyway. <laughs> no, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, like look at I suppose there is no team that can do without that amount of quality and, and expect to be at the top you, level. You gotta keep all the, the you gotta keep all the talent involved, as much of the talent involved as you can. Now if some guy doesn't oh, want to play, f- fair enough. But you have to convince them that of of the, you know that they're buying into something here. Like, is it, do, is, do, is it bringing it back to the same point that as I was talking about back earlier in the podcast about motivation to to train at this time of year? The championship's gone, so maybe the motivation for these players isn't there. The carrot isn't big enough. Possibly not. Maybe even when they saw the draw, they possibly <laughs> could have been demotivated, knowing that they have to beat. In my view, Tyrone's the bogey team there. That they've never even, Tyrone were in a lull there and even when Cavan were, were looked like they were pushing on and going places Tyrone still beat them in the McKenna Cup um, two times was it? two? Yeah, three, two, two finals, finals yeah, yeah two finals and that was Tyrone where everybody was saying Tyrone are at the level they, they were, now Tyrone are, are, have 
found another gear since then. They've developed their team another bit in the last uh, twelve months. So, <clears throat> you know, it, it's a it's a hard hard task hard task. I um, really think you can you can uh, pinpoint when Cavan's graph peaked and when it went into decline because there's no doubt that it. You could, you could make 13. the argument that at the time, but the exact time I think was that league final they played against Roscommon in 2014, mm. and around that time they also lost at half time in the McKenna Cup final, which was delayed I think because of frost or something, or snow or something. Do you remember it was re- it was it was replayed. It was replayed. Yeah, but at, yeah, yeah, re- at half time so. in that final, um, they had they had ran the, the legs off Tyrone in the first half, and I remember thinking, this 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 team is looking good now. They really and were. They didn't good. score in the second half. They didn't score in the second half. They went on then. There was a hangover. They won, went on and lost that league final. And really, they haven't really set the world alight since. Well, the, the the one thing that booked that trend was the performance against Monaghan last year. Yeah, like, true. And, and it, that that really, they really, really, but they, they put all their eggs into one basket for that game. And when that didn't material, when the victory didn't come out of that game, it, I think it deflated some of those other lads, where they kind of went, maybe this—that's my last chance there of a of a Ulster final appearance, you know? Mm. Like thinking along some of the other guys, like um, Ronald Flanagan and Mickey Ling and those boys, like they might have just said, right, that's it now. I've put absolutely everything that I had into this, and it hasn't worked out. Uh, but you know, it, it, this is this is my point. Like we heard for years there, there was this: the future is blue, the future is blue, the future is blue, and you could see that there was some sort of a trying to buy into this idea that this the future is blue, the future is blue. Like, there was some sort of a vision being uh, put forward there by the mm. management team, the county board. We haven't heard that at all in the last 12 months. Like, it's really, really more or less disappeared, this whole idea. of the fu- Like, you couldn't go on Twitter, you couldn't turn on your computer, you couldn't go to a game without seeing up on the scoreboard. Or, and now that's all gone. And I just wonder, as enthusiasm uh, just... Win, yeah. yeah, from from that group of players and even the the people involved. And but it's funny actually, and that logo and that whole s- slogan, "The future is blue," it was it came from the PR committee that was involved at that time, and it was part of the book and different stuff like that. So there there was, and I and then the committee changed. They you know, and and therefore it it was Declan Woods' brainchild, and so the new. Uh, PRO who come in it wasn't his brainchild so he wasn't pushing it in the same way so I think that had a lot to do with it yeah. I don't think it came from the county board management it was just that the the person who was in charge of the PR of Cavan County Board was pushing that slogan yeah, all the but, time but they were more in that environment than any of us were so they were being subjected to it every day everywhere they went it would have been seeping into their subconscious and now yeah. it just doesn't like I, I'm not you I'm not saying you might feel foolish putting out the futures blue when you've just Lost heavily at home to Roscommon or whatever it's you're saying, or you're, you know, it might seem a bit, a bit daft to be around saying the future's blue when, yeah, teams not making progress. Somewhere in the back of your head, you're thinking, well, I'm not going to tweet this one out because I look like a spa here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what medi- medication you're on today, Paul, but it's, uh, I'm sure it's dental pain and anyway. It's Friday evening, I'm just tired. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, no, but it's it's the chicken and the egg. What <clears throat> like what happened? Did they? I'm not, like, I'm not saying I agreed with that that slogan, right? I'm just saying that there was a vision that had been bought into by a group of players, right? That future is blue is just one element of that. I'm now I'm saying, what's the vision? You know, who 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 has the, who has the vision for this team? Okay, what is that vision? What's what are they trying to achieve now? 
And are the players buying into it? Because I just think enthusiasm has waned there at this moment in time. And, you know, it, it's going to take some sort of... Like, Terry will have to sit down and come up with fresh ideas. And, you know, they have to do... They have to just reinvigorate the thing. They need, you know... Something different. Something different, yeah. Yeah, you could, you could be right. Well, yeah. to, to, to make a radical change, you need to change radically. <laughs> well, I, Did I just invent that one? <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds good. Yeah, I, I never heard before. We kind of hear. We kind of hear. I'm calling. I'm calling uh, that's what this podcast. That's what this podcast can be called. But um, go on. Yeah, no. Like I, I do remember once talking to talking to a guy when I was working in the Sigerson, uh football team in DIT, and he made the point that it nearly doesn't matter what division is, just as long as everyone buys into it, and then you know everybody's pulling the, right, it's the same way. Uh, so you just need everyone buying into it, and you know I, I'm not saying people are pulling against this or pulling against that. I just think they're just sort of now stuck in a lull where there's nothing, there's, you know, nothing for them to latch on to, nothing for them to... To carry. Yeah, they just need to, maybe just, I don't know, need some fresh ideas or some sort of new, new identity again. You know? Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple. A limited number of 2016 wedding packages are still available. Call 049-8540-206 today. Our unique location for your unique occasion. Crover House Hotel.